Um, so hi everyone, uh, my name is Alex Frankel. I'm a, a program manager on the Azure deployments team. And today we're gonna talk about, uh, we're calling it ARM templates unplugged, which is how your resources are actually deployed, whether you're going through the portal or through some other mechanisms for deploying resources. So I'm sure most of the people who are watching this are familiar uh, in some way with the Azure portal and they've seen uh, this screen. Um, and uh, what you may not know, uh, as you're working through the Azure portal and creating and updating resources in particular, is that many of those operations are actually carried out by this thing that we call ARM templates. And this talk is gonna walk you through how that uh, actually works from end to end and what the ARM templates are actually doing behind the scenes. So most folks who uh, start in Azure, this is how I started using Azure, um, they start by creating a virtual machine and they see a screen uh, just like this. Um, and they go through and they, they fill out all the forms um, and they see you know, maybe new concepts like subscriptions and resource groups um, and, and try to learn about all those different things. As you go through and you fill out uh, all the, the details of this form, um, you'll eventually uh, click on the review and create tab, or maybe you'll click on the review and cre create button down here. Um, when you go to this screen, uh, it's gonna go through this validation procedure and the validation procedure um, is going to check that all the values that you put in are valid. And to the best of our ability, we'll make sure that the, the virtual machine and the associated resources that you're gonna deploy are actually gonna succeed. At this point, uh, you will uh, actually click the create button um, and you'll create your VM and you'll do your log into it. You'll do whatever you need to do on that virtual machine and, and all is good. Um, but what you may not know and what you may have never clicked on before is this link to the right, which is download a template for automation. Um, so this is on every review and create screen in Azure. Let's go and look what it actually says or where it what it actually does. So on this screen, uh, on the download a template uh, blade, we see uh, kind of a lot going on here. Um, in the main part of the screen, we're seeing this JSON file, this JavaScript object notation file. Um, that is actually an ARM template. This is just the top of the ARM template that describes some parameters, but there's a lot more underneath it that describe uh, all the actual resources. You don't need to know a ton about you know, how an ARM template actually works or what the code actually means. But what's important to understand is that this is the actual ARM template that the Azure portal is gonna use to create your resources. Um, so if we actually explore the screen a little bit further, we'll see some things that, that hopefully we're familiar with from deploying virtual machines, even if we just understand deploying VMs from the perspective of the portal. We see you know, somewhat cryptic references to the, the network interface card and the network security group and the public IP address and the actual virtual machine. These are all the resources that are actually gonna be deployed by the ARM template. We can see the icons of those resources. So there's a little bit of familiarity that, that we can start to, to build up. One thing that uh, is really useful and one thing that I do all the time in Azure uh, particularly when there are new resource types and new services that are being released, is I'll go through that create wizard uh, and click that uh, download a template link, this page that we're looking at, so I can get an understanding of how this resource is put together. 
And the, the template that we're looking at is actually hand authored by the service team. So it tends to be a pretty clean and pretty reliable ARM template if you wanna take that and modify it and, and, and use it for yourself, um, which is a little different from the export template capability, which you might be uh, familiar with. That's actually machine generated code. So it's a little messier. It can be useful, especially if you, you didn't go through this workflow and you need some ARM templates. Um, but it's not as clean as what you see through this experience. So what actually happens when you click the create button? How do you go from an ARM template on the left-hand side to all these resources being provisioned? In this case, the four resources that were described in the ARM template. That's really what I'm gonna get into for the rest of, of my time today. Um, the first step in this process is you have to kick off the deployment. So either you click the create button in the portal uh, or you might be going through the Azure CLI and you might be familiar with the AZ deployment create uh, command, which allows you to send a template to Azure just like as if you did it in the portal. That then goes to the ARM deployments endpoint or the deployments API. So just like there's an API for creating a virtual machine and there's an API for creating a storage account, there's actually an API for creating ARM template deployments. Um, from there, the deployments API will hand off your template to what we sometimes call the deployments runtime. And the deployments runtime is responsible for evaluating your ARM template. So an ARM template is you know, a programming language. It can be dynamic, you can have conditions, you can have loops. It's the job of the deployments runtime to resolve all that before it hands it off to the actual resources to provision them. So as an example, uh, this is a small little snippet from an ARM template where the name of the resource is dynamic. It's gonna be a parameter. So when you actually deploy it, you're gonna provide a value for it. Um, the, it's the job of the deployments runtime to replace this expression that we're looking at here with the actual value of the parameter so that it can be then passed on. Once all those expressions have been evaluated fully, the deployments runtime is gonna go and talk to all the resource providers uh, all at the same time in parallel to make sure your resources deploy as fast as possible. If you've never heard of a resource provider before, it's essentially like a namespace. It's a way of keeping uh, uh, different sets of resources um, cleanly separated. Uh, so as an example, the common resource providers are like compute or storage or network. And then the associated resource types within those resource providers are things like virtual machine, storage account, or virtual network resources. Now, uh, one thing that is particularly uh, uh, kind of mysterious in this workflow is exactly what is happening in this deployment's runtime. How does it actually work? What if something goes wrong uh, in that process? I know when I started learning about ARM templates, this was really the mystery for me. And as I've learned more about it, and as we're gonna talk about it today, it's really helped me understand how Azure works and helps me debug uh, any issues with my ARM templates in, on a day-to-day -day basis. So what happens actually when you submit the template? So you've hit the create button. Uh, there's actually quite a bit that happens before we actually start deploying your resources um, in order to make sure that it's, it's deploying successfully. So at the beginning, we start with this, this create, the submission of the template. And then after that, we do uh, what we call syntax validation. So this is actually looking at the code of your ARM template 
and it's making sure that the syntax itself is, is correct. It's valid uh, JSON, it's valid ARM template language. In this case, we're looking at uh, uh, an expression in an ARM template. We're trying to get the location from the resource group that we're deploying to. It's missing a dot between the parentheses and location. That's kind of a standard syntax error. If you were editing this template using our tooling, using the, the ARM tools extension in VS Code, you would catch this there. But if you happen to miss it through there, when you actually go and submit the template, we'll catch it there and fail your deployment right away so you don't get too far into your deployment before we identify something wrong. The next step is pre-flight validation. Um, so pre-flight validation is a little more involved, and this is something that we can do special when you're deploying with an ARM template. Basically what we're doing is taking the resource that you wanna deploy and checking with the resource provider to make sure that a resource with these settings will actually successfully deploy. So as an example, and you'll see this when you create websites in Azure and you'll see this in, in several other places, uh, we're able to validate that in this case, your website name is either available or unavailable. And if it's unavailable, we won't attempt to start the deployment because we know that resource is gonna fail. And you can imagine maybe you're creating 20 different websites in an ARM template or three different websites. And maybe the first, the first two are, are not taken and they're valid, but the third one is. Uh, with pre-flight validation, we can actually check this up front so that we don't start the deployment and fail halfway through. And actually, if we go back to the screen that we were looking at before, that review and create tab, and you see that validation passed banner at the top, that's actually a result of running pre-flight validation on the ARM template. And one of the reasons that the portal relies on ARM templates to do all these deployments is because of things like pre-flight where they can reduce their error rate because more things can be checked up front. So it's a really critical part of making sure that your resources deploy successfully. And then finally, once all of that is done, that's when we start deploying uh, the resources. Now there's one other piece of this that I do wanna talk about, which is a capability that we call what if. And what if, uh, the job of what if is essentially to predict your deployment. And what it does and why it's uh, particularly useful is it does all the same things as, as submitting the template that create workflow, except for deploying the resources. So it's a great way to do your syntax validation and your pre-flight validation, as well as get a prediction of what we think that the deployment is actually gonna do. And we do that by comparing what's in your ARM template with what is in Azure. And then we show you the difference. Um, in this case, we're looking at deploying via the CLI and we can see uh, for this virtual network, there are certain properties like tags are being removed or the address prefixes are being changed. So this is a really good kind of muscle memory thing to do as you're authoring templates and wanting to validate them and make sure that they're deploying successfully. So now we're at the point of actually deploying resources. Uh, I, I bet you didn't know there was so much uh, involved before the resources actually get deployed. Um, I mentioned before that uh, uh, all the resources will be deployed in parallel, um, but in reality, there's usually a sequence of events that needs to take place because you can't create the virtual machine without the network interface cart being deployed first. And you can't create the NIC unless the public IP address and the VNet are, are, are uh, deployed before that. So what we do with the ARM template is we uh, uh, evaluate it and create what we call an execution graph, 
which is the order in which the resources are going to be deployed. And that's marked in the ARM template with a property called depends on, which I'll show you a bit in a second. Um, what's convenient, and we're going back to a screen we saw earlier, um, is that the portal offers a way to uh, visualize this execution graph. If we look at this button up at the top here, there's a way to visualize the template. And if we were to click on that, we would see this exact diagram. Um, and this is showing me what the execution graph is going to be. It's a little confusing because it's actually deploying from the bottom up rather than the top down. Um, so what's gonna happen is we're gonna deploy this bottom layer first, then we're gonna deploy the NIC, and then we're gonna deploy the VM. But for the sake of this presentation, let's review it in more of a top-down order where it's a little more comprehensible. So here's what happens when the, the actual resources are deployed. The first thing we're gonna do is create the VNet and the public IP address at the same time. Because when we look at the ARM template, there's no uh, uh, resources that these two are dependent on. So they can go uh, in parallel and deploy really quickly. Uh, what happens when those resources are being deployed is basically we start the deployment of both of them, and then the deployments engine continuously checks until they're done. This is called a long running operation, which is very common. Most resources take a few, uh, at least a few seconds to a few minutes to deploy, depending on what the resource is. And then only once those are done, do we move on to the next step, which in this case is the network interface. Now, if I go and look at the network interface and I look at the ARM template and I look at the depends on property, I will see a reference to the virtual network and the public IP address. There's an expression here, once it gets fully evaluated, it ends up being the actual name of the VNet and the actual name of the public IP address. And so this is how the ARM template knows to wait for those first two resources before moving on to the next one. And then same thing, that network interface is gonna create, and then once it's done, we'll move on to the virtual machine. And then we'll, if we looked at the template for this VM, we would see that there's a depends on statement depending on the network interface card. Um, so this is how the actual sequence of events gets determined. Um, so now uh, all the resources have been successfully deployed. This was a, a successful deployment, thank goodness. Um, if you go into Azure and you look for this deployment, uh, you'll find it. In this case, under the, the resource group blade, you'll see something that says deployments um, because the deployment itself is an actual resource in Azure and you can query it and you can explore it just like you can explore any other resource in Azure. When you go and you look at this, you'll see this table with all the different resources that you deployed, as well as the status of whether it deployed successfully or not. I wanted to call out two important pieces of information here because you'll see this screen a lot in Azure. Um, the first one is what's called the operation details. So for each resource that you deploy in a template, it'll have its own associated operation details. Uh, you can certainly look at it if it deploys successfully, but where it becomes particularly important is if the resource does not deploy successfully for whatever reason. So any errors that are omitted will be captured in these operation details, so you can go and explore that and do some more debugging. Sometimes uh, the error that is provided by the resource provider is not as detailed as you want it to be or need it to be, and you may not know what the right solution is. If that happens, uh, we emit what's called a correlation ID for all of your deployments in Azure. And what this does is it gives us an opportunity to look in our backend logs, which can be a little more detailed, 
Um, so what you can do is you can use this information to open up a support case if you have Microsoft support plans um, per your, your Azure agreement, and you can send that to us and we can usually do some pretty effective debugging and help you get an answer as we work with the resource provider team to make sure those errors are even more helpful for the next person. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, this, this project that we have going on called BICEP, which is a domain-specific language for making authoring ARM templates easier. So we looked at an ARM template, it was pretty verbose, it was pretty hard to read. Um, we, we talked about things like depends on, which can be difficult to author and difficult to get right. There's a lot of those kind of error prone um, um, elements of authoring ARM templates. So with BICEP, what we're doing is, is creating a language that sits directly on top of ARM templates and actually turns into ARM templates before they're deployed to Azure, but you don't need to work with the ARM template directly, you work with the BICEP language. And what that means is you get all the power of ARM templates, all the capabilities like what if and pre-flight and parallel deployments and all these sorts of things, but in a much easier to, to author language, which we're calling BICEP, which is a, a really cheesy dad joke. Um, this is a little indication of what BICEP looks like. Um, so this is a, a really small representation of BICEP code, but you can all already see it's, it's easier to read, easier to, to process. Um, and much easier to author. Uh, we also do really great validation when you're authoring BICEP code. Um, so it's, it's a really good end-to-end -end experience. Um, and now that you know how ARM templates work, a lot of what you're doing in BICEP will feel very uh, familiar. Um, so that's pretty much all I have for today. Um, if you wanna get started with ARM templates, so if you wanna do kind of just what we were walking through today and you wanna author the actual uh, JSON files, uh, we have great documentation on how to author ARM templates and there's links to great tooling for authoring ARM templates. If you wanna use kind of the next generation of ARM templates, which is BICEP, um, we have a learning path for you to, to, to walk through end to end how BICEP works. Um, and there's lots of tooling and, and lots of great information there for you to get started. Um, so that's all I have. Thank you for, for having me today.